Hello and welcome to the Turnham Podcast. It's season three, episode 21 on this record equaling night. Um, you're very welcome to the show and enjoying the sunshine. Uh, Gally, how are you, pal? Bank holiday Monday, get in. Evening. I thought, I thought I'd spice in, it up for a while. Not even rushing in the door to do these pods, pal. Yeah. I've heard all day. It's definitely sun kissed. What is it like? I think of sunstroke, pal. Um, all good. Um, Gally, we've mentioned it in the past few shows the inevitability that Patrick James Hubin was going to um, do this record. And tonight was the night he equaled it. What a way to equal it. If you're going to do it, hat trick in one game, it just, you yeah. know, it's, it's the it, way it, to do it, isn't it? Yeah. It's, and look, it's, you know, a complete stark contrast of the last couple of weeks. Only Pat Hoover does it. Do you know that kind of way? You kind of, kind yeah. of get that buzz of, of course, you know, and it's, it's not like it's, yeah, it's obviously unexpected, but it's not like, it's not a massive shock. You know I mean? It, it, it is UCD, but we, we've played them over the last 18 months and we really struggled. We struggled the first game of the season with them mm-hmm. um, in Oriel Park. Um, you know, even even our predictions for tonight, I know Steph had a 4 0, I think a 3 1, but I was being at Oriel Park. I never back against the dog, no matter who were playing, so I'd always put them in for a win, but I really wasn't expecting that kind of result. You know, when you consider what's going on over the last couple of weeks, yeah, but yeah, look, I mean, you, you couldn't have written it better. I mean, the only thing that probably could have been better is if you'd done it against Drawda at Oriel Park or Shamrock Rovers. I mean, you know, who cares about the opposition, but unbelievable. I mean, look, it's you're looking, we're now looking at. You know, not that it was in any doubt, but you're now looking at the greatest striker of a generation. You know, like, you know, obviously Joey Donnelly before my time, I would have grew up playing, you know, the likes of Brian Bourne and Peter Whitnall, even when you think back to those days, yeah. even Tierra Mulvena in first division, Tierra Mulvena, you know, early Kenny as well, you know, excellent top class strikers, but there's no, there's nobody to lay a glove on this boy. And um, yeah, look, unbelievable. O- o- only part to do with a hat trick, you know, at Oriel Park. Perfect, perfect for him, perfect for the fans. It's a pity there's only 1,700 people watching it, but look, that's. We we kind of preempted that last Friday night with yeah. the, with the or we, on a Monday evening at five o'clock UCD look, but brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, um, look, we we're, we're also joined tonight by um, the Dundalk Democrats, Niall Newbury. Niall, you're very welcome to the show. Niall, before we even get into the whole game, we're just waxing lyrical a little about about Pat Hoobin right now, and you know how, how fortunate we are. To, to see this man play before us, but you know, if you're going to equal the record, it's it was an incredible way to do it tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly was. It was it was like a, a sort of a vintage, so I suppose, sort of Patrick Hogan hat trick, you know, yeah. two almost trademark headers at this stage, and then obviously a penalty sending the goalkeeper the wrong way. It's it's Pat Hogan in a nutshell. Um, yeah. yeah, he won the game for the dog tonight. There's no or this afternoon. There's no doubt about it. Um, a great, great way to cap off and equal the record. It's actually funny because just after the third goal, you know, Stephen O'Donnell made, you know, I think it was three changes, and um, those changes were already those players were already ready to go before the third one went in. So it, it seemed to me that Pat Hogan was actually going to come off before the third one. Um, so lucky, <laughs> lucky, look, luckily he got a few more minutes um, to uh, to get the third. So yeah, it was fantastic. And like, I, I listened to you guys. Um, a few weeks back talking about Pat Hoban. I mean, you did reference the fact that like, you know, 142 goals, um, which is now where it stands. I mean, you're talking about equaling a record that stood for pushing 80 years now at this point with yeah. the great Joey Donnelly. Like, I mean, 1946, I think is when that record was initially set. Yes. Like that's, 
and I'm not sure if it was you, Andrew, or Chris, or one of the other guys, um, you were saying, um, you know, the likelihood of seeing a player like that coming to any League of Ireland club yeah. and reaching that hall, just the way with the way football is structured and the way the League of Ireland is structured, it, it's virtually impossible, and you probably will never see the likes of Pat Hoban again. You know, it's because it's 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 let's face it, it's it's 142 and counting, so he's equal the record today. What's to say he's not going to break it now in Turner's Cross in a week against the old enemy, and you know, go on to smash it in the second half of the season and beyond. So, the the real question is now how, how many does he finish on? Um, I know, I know, Pat Hope myself. I, I mean, I, I know he'd be thinking his target. He'd be targeting two hundred plus. Um, that's but that's that's the standard he sets. He sets that standard. You know, we 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 mentioned it. Um, I think it was after the Derry game when he came on. You know, the two all. I mean, just a presence like that. The, the thing of Pat Hoban is, you know, the, the standards just just don't drop, and he doesn't let the players around him. He doesn't let their standards drop. And I mean, um, he's been a superb servant to the club. And you know, it was it was a perfect it was a perfect afternoon um, for him to do it. You know, UCD. You know, with the greatest respect, you know, are, are not the best defensive side. And um, so a player like Pat Hoban coming come up against them, even with five defenders, yeah. um, was 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 no match today. Yeah, Gally, and look, ex- exactly what Niall said there, you know, it, it's the perfect team to probably come up against like, in UCD, but at the same time, we haven't been pulling up trees this season. So to put on a performance like that when, let's face it, the past few results haven't been great and we needed, like... <laughs> Before coming on, I was actually in my own head kind of trying to split this in two because one, the result was massively important for Skip, the team, everything tonight. And then you've all of Patrick Kubin then as a, as a um, kind of sub-chapter off this. Like, the result is probably the most important thing tonight and the way we went about it. You know, we'll, we'll come to talk about the goals and, you know, we did go behind early, but after that then, that was that was really it from UCD, they, you know, they, they got their chance, they went ahead, but there was, there was very little then after. It was a real confidence-boosting performance. And, and Gally, we talked about these players coming back and would Ansley just come straight into the squad? Mm. Turns out he does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'd, we'd said it, we'd said it for weeks yeah. ago, Louis. We'd said, as soon as he's fit, and like, it's as much as him being an excellent player as is, as it is the ones who are coming behind him, not really laying down a mark. I think Nigel might have actually said it in the last time he was on, there's nobody really laid down a mark up to say, I this jersey's mine. And that that was the real worry that we had over the last couple of weeks. Um, if you, even if we go, we'll go back probably as, as early back as probably the UCD game early in the season where he saw Boyle and the Ainsley played left back that time, but you could see he's an accomplished defender. You know, he's got that yeah. little bit of quality that's, and look, People would say tongue-in-cheek. I know we mentioned Sonny Nadis that have an X amount of caps at international level, but this guy's got 30, I think it's 36. I could be wrong. We'll quote up the mm-hmm. on that. But, you know, Gibraltar, it's a good level. They've played France. They've played Italy over the last couple of years. They've played Ireland. You know, it's a decent level. You know, like, to get it, to get 36 caps at, at his age, I mean, you'd, you'd expect him to have 100 caps by the time he hits 28, 29. If he, had, if he continues on that trend and was able to get back in. But that kind of composure has been badly needed. We didn't realise at the time how much of an influence he was. We kind of thought the lads would kind of pick up. We'd seen little bits from Rosary Williams and stuff, but, but, you know, players just go missing. They don't have that bit of consistency. Yeah, and that's Jason said the nail on the head. Composure and present, that's what it is. I mean, that's yeah. what's bad even lacking. You know, and, you know, as, as much as we kind of, we talk about Andy Boyle, <clears throat> Andy Boyle also needs that as well. 
Now, the quiet one about that is that the first goal tonight's not a really great example to mention Andy Boyle, but you know, he needs that all his experience. He needs to look to his left or look well, look to his right, and this that he knows he's got an accomplished, composed presence, as Jason says, beside him. And that's what we've been missing. And it's not the only thing we've been missing, but it's that little mm. bit of a jigsaw that might kick start. And like you said, Chris, yeah, it's it's UCD, but Jesus, they badly needed that one tonight. Like, and yeah. Not a one nil when we would have took it, but I mean the performance. Yeah, everything needed to come into. That's that probably was, the more most important thing out of it all, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like I mean, Pat's Pat Hoopin's record. You almost forget that he's been that close for the last couple of weeks. We've mentioned it, but you're not even thinking about it when the game's on. It's about getting results, but more not more importantly the results because that's you know you need the points on the board. But a performance was badly needed, and mm. I even knew I listened to the first. I missed the first seven or eight minutes of the game. I just turned over just as the goal was in. I, I was listening to it. I was listening to it on radio on the way down the road. But even you from the commentators and, and watching it and kind of reading the bits on Twitter, you went, they wouldn't really panic. I know the goal. It's not like it's a screamer from thirty yards. We kind of we almost, you know, you can almost give them that goal. We kind of knew the day that was in it. It just seemed that it'll be fine. And we haven't thought that for a long time. It's been a long time since the dog mm-hmm. won the down and we came back from it. You know, I know we've run away with it in the end, but you know, to be one nil down to come back into it. Comfortably, I would say. I mean, like you said, Chris, UCD didn't really rock the boat after that. No. I mean, they were blessed in the goal. They haven't really done a lot in the game, but so bad they needed. The lads would be absolutely buzzing. Like we said last Friday night that we needed maximum points. There was none of this crap of looking for four after watching right there before 10 o'clock. But, <laughs> you know, six points is needed, maximum points needed over the next couple of games before the break. Yeah. And that, it's a great way to start the week. Great way. No, look, different, different animal on Friday night, but. Yeah, brilliant way to start with brilliant performance. Can't fault it. Yeah, Niall, just, just before we, we, we start going through the goals, um Louis Louis Ansley, you know, a player who I suppose he came in, you know, at, we were all looking at, at his his experience, the level he'd been playing with at, at Blackburn, you know, you would say, even though he, you know, only with one or two appearances, I think, but still to even be in and around the squad, you would say we well, have to have something about him. He definitely brought a new element and um, his distribution today, in particular, swapping wings over to Dickie Kelly was, you know, it, it, it was a com- completely new dimension to us today, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly was. It's not something we've been, you know, accustomed to at the back this season for Dundalk, you know, just that sort of coolness and, and, and uh, it's just that calmness on the ball that Louis Annesley kind of showed tonight. Um, just that simple, just, just doing the simple things really well. And I mean, like, like defensively, we've been we've been some something of a shambles um, for for most for the most part of the season, and that's kind of coming with the inconsistency of you know the continuity at the back. And to say the best, the most important thing in any great side, and the dog had it for so many years with um, the dog had it for so many years with you know Gannon, you know Gartland, Boyle, Massey, like um, it's you know this that continuity is important, and we haven't had that. Yeah. For a, few, yeah. for a few seasons now, and I mean, I do feel I, I I do feel that Andy Boyle and Louis Annesley are probably the two first choice centre halves. Yeah, in that position, you know, um, you need a bit of experience. You know, Hayden Muller, unfortunately, has had a bit of a torrid time, um, in recent weeks at the back. Waziri Williams, you know, hasn't fared that much better. Um, but today, you know, taking aside Boyle's um mishap um for the goal, um, it was actually a very very good defensive display. From both of today, I thought, uh, but particularly mm-hmm. Louis Annesley, I thought, um, it was a great return for him. I think he's been missed. He's been a big miss. People forget, you know, the last game he played was the five 0 against Pats, where he yeah. got the clean sheet and scored. 
um, he was superb that night. So yeah. he's been a big miss, and you know he could be a, a major component now coming into the second half of the season for them, Doc. Yeah, Gally, look, we'll we, we'll start to go through the game, I suppose. Um, it, it's early into the game. It's extremely warm. It, the Oriel Park surface has radiating heat off it. It's the oh, best way to put it. Yeah, you know, it's it's a big long ball up, and you could see, you know, Boiler had to put something on it to go back to the keeper. Yeah. It's not enough. Me and Flano were kind of talking, you know, a half time on it. Is it one that Shep needs to just come out and take both players with him, the ball with him, and everything, and it's put into the stand, or is it one that Boiler just hooks the ball and then him and Chefs have a argue about it after. What what um, way did you see it? Yeah, it's it, there's a bit of head tennis before and boil I think boil it could be a mistake. I think boil actually gets the first header on it that goes back in the mm. centre half from UCD and it drop for me it just drops a little bit. I don't know what way the sun has come in, but he seems to get on right under the ball. Well, it it just, is that end. It would be that it, end. It, yeah. it just seems to I think he, he might just lose it in his sight for a split second and it almost bounces off the top of his head. Like he's got a head up for but because it goes straight up in the air, he gets no distance behind it. Now yeah. Even if you look at it again from another point of view, if he heads it properly, Shep's probably come too far out. So it probably mm. goes over him if he, if he heads it cleanly. So there's a wee bit of communication there. I'm assuming you can only, it's not that you can blame it, you can probably only look at the goalkeeper because he's got it. Like you say, normally, now it's only seven or eight minutes into the game. You would come out and clean. If that happens in the 87th minute and it's nil nil, he comes out and absolutely cleans everybody. Yeah. I don't know for me because it's so early. He's probably expecting the simple ball back, but. You know, you you got to admire the UCD player. His name escapes you. The minute Doyle, yeah, uh, Doyle, wasn't it? You got to admire Doyle, him. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. kind of he's jumped in on it. It's it's almost like a Pat Huben. You know, you know, he's jumped in. He hasn't given it up. He ex, he's expecting the mistake. Well, not mm. expecting, but he's not, he's hoping for it. But a wee bit of communication. Look, you'll forgive us that early. And to be honest, you, you can nearly just I, I just got that impression. Even when UCD scored, and I seen the description of the goal. You could almost kind of say, "Look, I just wipe it out." Whereas a couple of weeks ago, we couldn't it's been too early in the matches. But yeah, in it was just one of those days. I don't know if the, if the atmosphere. I, I wasn't physically at the game, but it might be different for yourself. It got very it quiet right after that moment. Yeah, but sure, because the the boys in commentary got very quiet as well. But I don't know if that there was that air in the place. But listening to that and reading, it just seemed to be, "Look, we let it happen. We'll, we'll get back." And then at one, even when it went to one all, it might there was no doubt we were going to win it. But for the goal itself, yeah, look, a little bit of communication. But I, I just think it's it's lost in sight with the, with the sun. I think it's just bounced straight up. Hmm. But I mean, ideally, what you want is goalkeeper out. He probably was afraid of like to injure any more players if he came out and clean everybody out of it. Um, yeah. You know, and you know, I, I just think the look at the, the strikers pounced on it well. He, he's cap, he's capitalising a mistake. But look at the performance that came after that. You can forgive them early doors. You know, like I mean, hmm. that's you know, you, like Stephen O'Donnell will be happy. But look, it appears it, it into significance when we look at the result and the performance after that. Because, yeah. like you say, it was all UCD really done. Yeah, yeah. Now, what way did you see the opening goal? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think it was probably um, a, a lack of communication or a communication yeah. mishap. I mean, like Shepard's coming for it. He, he's already committed himself. You know, it kind of comes off boil. It's they nearly clatter into each other. Then do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then suddenly Jake Doyle is you know going to is scoring the easiest goal he's going to score in his career. I'd, um, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, the atmosphere again. I mean, like it was always going to be. This was referenced in in the pre match. I mean, it was always going to be difficult. You know, bank holiday Monday. You know, five o'clock kickoff UCD in the sun. I mean, it's it's not exactly 
you know, it's it, it's very hard to, to get cheered up for that one. And there was a, a, a smaller crowd here tonight. And I, obviously, you know, the goal um, is a real kick in the teeth at that point. I mean, and it, it, it's sort of, I, I do feel it's a bit of a blot in the copybook because, I mean, like, look, UCD, ultimately we've won the game 4-1, fair enough. But, you know, we, UCD should not be seen as a barometer uh, as to how good or bad we actually are at the moment. Mm. I mean, yeah. I still feel there's, there's, you know, we, we won 4-1 today without actually being superb. Um, if that makes sense, I mean, yes, we were the dominant team, but I think that was more down to the fact of that was probably more down to UCD's lack of, you know, lack of ability than than maybe our own sort of attack and prowess. <clears throat> Excuse me, yeah. but um, but the goal, I mean, like Stephen O'Donnell's reference this, I mean, like it's and we and we and I'm sure you guys have, have been blue in the face saying it, and I've been saying it myself. You know, it's it's every single goal we're conceding at the moment, practically all of them, maybe barring um, was it Kavanaugh's goal against them um, for Derry. Yeah, um, which is a screamer. You know, that's the only one I can think of in recent memory that was actually probably unavoidable. I mean, yeah. they're all avoidable goals. They're all defensive mishaps. They're all mistakes, and we're constantly conceding goals. And I mean, like, of that of that magnitude, you know, um, they're, they're all errors and, and they're all avoidable. I mean, yes, okay, we we got back to one all. Um, I know, like Andrew just mentioned, you know, we're always going to win the game from there. I, I wish I shared Andrew's optimism back then because, because I, I just think, I don't know, I don't know what the doc you've been watching this season, Andrew, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. I don't know what, it, there was just something in the, I, I just seen you when yeah. I was listening to it, I was like, yeah, we'll go on and win this. And I don't know why, because I have literally haven't taught that the whole season. I don't know if it was just, I got, yeah. I, maybe I got sunstroke. Northern Ireland, but definitely sunstroke, yeah. It just seemed to be, I, I don't know what it was, it just seemed to have that little, Obviously, when Dickie scores as well, but I just thought, no, we'll, we'll go on here. I, I, I just, I'm sure it wasn't like that in the crowd because, mm. you know, when you can see that area at UCD at Oreo Park and the crowd's low anyway because there's only 1,700 at it, I'm mm. sure it was a bit of a, I'm sure you could hear pins drop right all mm. across the, the stand. But yeah, look, I, I don't know what it was. It just seemed to be that little bit of, I look, I'm saying it now because we won 4 1, but I just have that little bit of a feeling that it was there. We will do it. Glass half that, well, that's true. <laughs> 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 um, Gally, look, I suppose another player who, you know, we has probably improved more of late, but it definitely had a, a more shaky start to his Dundalk career. And um, Johannes Yuli Coco, he had that early chance, the first one he fluffed that, and the second one, you know, it, it was a great save by the keeper yeah. uh, inside the box, but he also had the awareness, I suppose, to get in front of the defender for the penalty and to win it with the kick. A better improved performance, and I think just those two things before is probably elements that we didn't see of him before. Yeah, and look, and, and I, I don't want to be harsh on him, but you know he would have to have an absolute shocker to be any worse than what he's been in some of the games. This yeah. season. And, and it's not look at he's, he's he's one of the new players. He's come in. Has he had a proper run at it? He definitely hasn't had the run that Conor Malley's had. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it'd be interesting to see if they can get a tune out of him with more minutes against you know a, you know a Cork City you know the weekend or Friday night could consume him, um, but yeah look excellent look he's definitely chopped at the first one it's a great it's a decent save, um, although it is Adam but it, you know goalkeeper's reflex are decent with the sun on his face, but he's done really well for the goal I, you know he's had decent touches before that as well it's not like you know and he's one of those players. He's, that's where he's got to be. He's got to be in those positions. You know, he really should be scoring, you know, mm. a goal every three or four games. I mean, a player like that should be getting into the box, getting in on chances, you know, a lot more than he does or what he has been. Mm. Um, so, you know, 
it goes to show when he gets in there, he can be a nuisance for for, for defenders and, and defensive midfielders. And hopefully he can kick on from that today. But yeah, look, there's brilliant for the, it probably should probably should score in fairness in regards to the save should score. And look, he does exactly what he's meant to do for the um, for the penalty. I, I haven't seen the slowdown version of the penalty. Now you might be able to tell you that. I don't know if there's a lot of contact or you know, there's enough for just for mm. him to go down. I, I think it was a kick in the bottom yeah. of, of his right. Yeah, yeah. Like it was. He got assaulted then. That was, that's what we're saying. It was very clever. It yeah, exactly. Clever yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, I think it was... Look, has he gone down a tad easily? I've seen the replay. Yeah, he probably has. But I mean... Look, any any player in the box, it feels a touch is going to go down on yeah. that kind of challenge. And you know, I, I thought it was a needless challenge from um, Nolan um, on uh, Johannes Ilicoco. Um Yeah, look, he, he's had a, a, an up and down sort of you know time here so far. I mean, there's been some games where he's actually looked okay towards the beginning of his loan spell. In recent weeks, it's it's just not happened for him at all. But like you say, he was he he made an impact. Today, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Particularly in the first half. Um, but as you say, uh, it, it, it's all about next week now. You know, Cork City. You know, as I keep saying, UCD are not really. It's very difficult to kind of you know take any sort of draw any conclusions from today's game. I feel. Do you know what I mean? It's it's the yeah. other teams like UCD. Let's face it, are are, are a write off in the league at the but, moment. But um, in that sense, Niall, it was the ideal fixture for us because not yeah. that we were car crash, but we were severely lacking confidence. Um, you know, players mm. were making mistakes and getting absolutely shattered and we were getting into positions but not taking them. Like, you know, I think if we were still in Stadium, we'd be crossing that ball in and it go nowhere. So to yep. see, you know, two crosses there tonight and, and, and we scored from, you know, scored two goals from them. Like yep. that's, you know, even just, you know, four players dropping out. Elliot getting in there with Hubin as well. Like we said this a few times that, you know, does Hubin need help sometimes? Should we maybe look yeah. to play two up top and we just haven't had the option? Like, I think tonight's team, the starting team, is probably the closest Skip has had to a team that he wanted to start in a long time. Yeah. And you can see that by the strength of our substitutions we make later on. Um, but just to go on to the, just very quickly, um, for, for the equalizer, um, Noel for, um, for Huben, we're at this stage, we're in 139 goals. Um, so that gets us to 140. Cool, cool penalty, put it through. And I, I you know, I, as soon as I seen him step up and grab that ball, I said, He's scoring that. Yeah, he, he had that confident run and, and and you know, pumping out of him. I don't think when he's that close to the record, anyone else was getting a penalty anyway. <laughs> no one else was taking it again. Glass half full, Chris. He missed one against UCD, UCD in the first week of the season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, remember, but, remember. but it's, it's how he oh, yeah. worked up. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. Game. I mean, like, yeah. no, no, all, all joking aside. I mean, when, when he actually in that game, when he missed that, I, I had a funny feeling he was going to miss that goal in the opening yeah. game of the season because yeah. the, the whole ground felt silent as soon as he we, we mm. won the penalty. And I went, Oh, it's a weird kind of vibe as he's t stepping up to take towards this one. Was yeah. like, and it was cheered on as he was stepping up, and I went. That's he's a lot more confidence walking up for this. Yeah, and it was it was it was a it was a superb penalty. I mean, like it was such confidence. He, he sends more the wrong way, basically into the bottom corner. Um, really, really puts us on our way. Then, and I mean, like it's it, it, it was just what we needed. Just what we needed at that point. You know what I mean? Because when you go one 0 down against UCD in that kind of atmosphere, um, in those surroundings, I mean, it can be very difficult to lift the whole thing up. You probably do need a goal. Mm -hmm. reasonably quickly i mean because the longer that game the longer that game stays one nil to ucd the more yeah. difficult and the more frustrated that the dog team starts to get and the crowd starts getting on the back a bit more 
um, considering you know they hadn't won in four matches beforehand. I mean, it's 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 not being our best spell um, of late. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was a crucial goal. It was a big it was a big moment in the game. You know, Johannes obviously, yeah. you know, buying the penalty in some respects, and then Hoban, you know, uh, dispatching it um, with, with minimal fuss. It was um, it was ter- it, it was a terrific um, it was a terrific um, time to get it. And I mean, then obviously you're one all. To get the goal, the second goal from Dan Kelly, yeah. when we got it three or four minutes before the halftime break, that really that changes was, what Skip's going to say at halftime. Yeah, it does, it does, and 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 I sense that it just absolutely killed UCD, um, completely, um, because, mm-hmm. you know, they're one the up, they're defending one all, they're still defending. That's still a very good result, but two one, you, you you're looking through the UCD team. There's not, there's not really anyone there that you're going to be worried about getting them back into the game and in a sense yeah. they didn't create too much throughout the game the goal they got was basically a gift from us um in um in the, in the seventh minute i mean um you know daniel kelly has also had a, a tough enough couple of weeks you know, i mean hasn't hasn't had his best performances i'm sure he'd be the first to admit it was great to see him get on the score sheet um yeah. as well and um, it was it was a big goal for him and hopefully that's a catalyst now for him to sort of you know, re- rediscover some of the form that we know he's capable of. Yeah. Gally, you know, you, you, you said earlier, you know, Pat Hoobin scores, you know, real Pat Hoobin goal tonight, but probably Daniel Kelly's is, is a little bit like what you expect from him too. You know, yeah. it's just that smartness to, to sit in between. If, if when you look at the replay of, of, of the second goal for ourselves, you know, Pat Hoobin jumps up for that header. And there's three UCD defenders all in the line staring at Pat Hoobin. Yeah. And meanwhile, Dickie Kelly's gone. I, he he mm-hmm. sees Pat Hoobin jumping and is, is already starting to race towards the goal, going, I know exactly where this is going. You know, yeah, it's heading towards all, goal. If I get a nick yeah, on this, the keeper's doing nothing. They've, they've almost forgotten he's there. Almost, almost yeah. worse is he's in between. I don't know if it's the actual left back on the day or it's just a midfielder defender. But he's actually I think it is, because right I think they've all come over that side. Yeah, it's yeah, left back. Like it's, it's actually, you know, I think it's Nolan, is it? I think he's kind of helping Nolan. Yeah, it's just running between them. And it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's almost like it's a striker's goal. I mean, I know that Dickie Kelly's not a striker, but that, it's a Pat Hoven goal. It's a, we'll come back here, Tierno Mulvena, Christy Fake. It's that type of goal. And, you know, you know, it's, it's not all about running down the wing and getting on the end. Like he, he's got himself in ni- nice and tight into the in between the centre halves or in between the defenders. And like I think Andy Miler will be more right about that. I mean, look at yeah, Pat Hoopin's goals later on, headers and stuff like that. Pat Hoopin gets up against most of the centre halves in the league, but that type of goal he'd be most coaches would be really annoyed with because he just stepped in. I mean, he didn't even need to run for it. He had so no. much space between like when you think about the space between that, those centre halves and the keeper, he's been able to exploit it completely. It's a great cross, and it could be. I don't know if it's that is it Dara Lee crossing it in, but it's um, yeah, yeah no, he's just been able to step yeah. in, finish it straight. Like it's it's a it's a it's a brilliant goal for him. And, and like I said, confidence has been lacking over the last couple of weeks. He hasn't. Mm. He's been in and out, bit of injury stuff like that. But great for him. Look, he, Dickie Kelly's a fan favorite up there. Like, I mean, the story of how he came to the League of Ireland. He was playing Leinster football, but you know, the, the step up in, in eighteen months is frightening when when we had signed yeah. him. But look, when he's on it, he's excellent. It's just. Unfortunately, just hasn't been at the races for a lot of the season. But look, hopefully that starts. Like, that's the catalyst for him going forward. Because, you know, if you look at the squad and the signings that have come in, when everybody's at their, at their best, it probably you probably are talking Dickie Kelly and Rhino Kane. That's yeah. when everybody's in their pump. You know, Tulloch is definitely a nuisance when he comes in there. But when if you're picking a, a lineup based on their absolute best, those are, those are probably your two at the minute. Um, so it's great for him to get the goal 
you should be very unhappy about it. Whatever's happened tonight with the results, that'll be a that'll be a nightmare. Then analyze over that one. But the fact that he's just been able to step yeah. in in front of him is just frightening. But it was such good alertness from Danny exactly. as well. I mean, yeah. like it's like it was a real poacher's finish. And I mean, like it, it was like I watched it back, it was absolutely atrocious. Yeah. On UCD's oh, end. they're just all I mean, flat-footed. Like, yeah. yeah. Like the ball. Freedom like, ball watching. Yeah, yeah, like Hoban's Hoban puts his header in the box and it almost goes into orbit. And yeah. it, it comes back down. Nobody's reacted on the UCD defense. And um, Kelly's just nipped in ahead of Alex Nolan, who also gave away the penalty, incidentally, definitely had a, a day to forget. Um, and, you know. <laughs> and, and even a couple of weeks ago, now, like, that if that goal comes across a couple of weeks ago, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, if we I mean, did that like, a couple of weeks ago, nobody steps in there to get that because the confidence was just. Yeah. You know, like it just wasn't yeah. there. Like, you know, even if that, if that game's nil nil and that ends with the course. Even the 85th minute, we probably don't step in and get it because we're just probably, especially playing against yeah. 10 men, we're just completely bad at that yeah. stage. And nobody's really Absolutely. going for it. Where he's just on, he's on the money, on the ball, perfect for him. And it's a great goal, you know, it's a great goal for us. Usually he won't be happy, but fantastic. Yeah. Now, like even, you know, Flano's comments there, you know, we were so poor at times in the first half. And I, I think he means as in that sort of penetration that we proved for that goal was lacking at times in the first half. But when the opportunity did come and we took it, was probably the catalyst for what we've seen then in the second half. And the second half was a much more assured display. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's kind of like you say, I mean, it, the goal four minutes before the break, it completely changes the whole the whole mood, the whole the whole dressing room talk. It changes everything. I mean, like if, if that if, if, if that game goes in one all at half time, there's there's no telling, will, will it be the same outcome? We, if we drew one all at UCD in the first week of the season. I mean, we lost twice against them away from home last year. To be, they have been a bit of a bogey team for us. Um, yeah in the last couple of seasons and there's no doubt about that we haven't actually picked up a whole lot of points off them in the last two years mm. you know despite our league position um, so yeah it changed the whole thing second half you know I don't think UCD laid a glove on Dundalk in the second half um, no. at all I mean it was completely one way traffic you know it finished 4-1 in the end it really it could have been 5-6-7-8-1 yeah. um, on another night you know Cameron Elliott had a great chance Rhino Kane hits the post or maybe that was in the first half sorry no, no, um, second half, yeah. Second, second half, half post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. So because we like, just we goes, just made it three one, um, and then was straight after that. Then um, was Ryan's chance. Yeah, but so there was four chances for, for, for Pat's Martin, second John goal. A chance at the end. John, John Martin's one at the end as well. Yeah, yeah. for for Pat's um, second goal, Niall, You know, it's it's hard work. Down, I, I think the difference that Dan Kelly brought tonight is. And, you know, you often hear managers say it about, about their wide men. Sometimes you want a little bit of chalk on their boots because that means to stretch the game right out. Like he was like nearly used every inch of the, uh, into the pitch. He was receiving these long angle passes from, mm. from Anthony throughout the match and was really causing problems and that long penetrating angled ball out wide. But as a result, he, he drew in a couple of defenders, was able to lay it back to Davis something we've probably seen more often from Davis is, is the quality of his crossing yeah. is getting better and better the more games he's played. You know, that is absolutely on the money which what, what Pat Hoobin wants to receive um, as the striker and, you know, it was, it was an excellent yeah. cross and an excellent finish. Oh, it was trademark stuff. Like, that's what Pat Hoban does. I mean, that's what he's built his reputation on. Like, I'd love to... I'm not, I'm not sure how many of the 142 are actually headers, but I think it'd be a good... It'd be good for somebody to actually lock up that stat because, I mean... Um, like that's exactly what he wants, as you say, Chris. I mean, that it, it was a pinpoint cross right on the head, and he just plants it um, into the into the netting. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, it's 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 
it's exactly what Pat Hoban does. It's what he's built his reputation on. Um, and yeah, Archie Davis, as I'm, we, we've mentioned a few times, I mean, he's you can see him coming into, he's becoming better and better as the weeks progress. I actually yeah. thought he was actually one of the few, maybe in Tala, who actually hmm. might have took some credit. I'm not saying he played necessarily brilliantly, but you know, he was getting himself, he was getting balls into the box and stuff and, and such. Today, he had a lot more joy in that regard. I mean, it was a wonderful cross, and we know we know he's capable of that. I mean, he's really developed that in the last. He's hmm. again a tricky start of life in the League of Ireland. Um, he's redeveloping really into maybe one of the first names on the team sheet now um, yeah. at Oriel. And I mean, um, he, he's really making that right back bear at his own. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a good goal. I mean, like, three Show the power of Hoobin, though, as well. You know, he's in between defenders, getting yeah. there. The like, there, there's no one saving that. There's very no. little defense able just, to defend against. The quality of the ball that comes in, if you give that to a striker like Pat Hoobin, there's only one outcome. Yeah, totally. Like, nine times out of ten, that's. Yeah. That's rattling the onion bag, basically. You know, it's there's there's there's, there's no it, Pat's got a great record at that. You know what I mean? And you go back yeah. to years ago, even in, um maybe 2013, 14, You know, Darren Meenan putting these balls into the box and hoping yeah. is putting his head through them. I mean, this is what he does. You got to give him the service. There's no point. And that, that was probably a problem we had earlier in the season. And um, when Pat was out, yeah. Um, everyone kept saying, you know. We need Pat Hoban back. That's why we're not winning games. Yada yada yada. But my my argument back then was, well, even if Pat was in the team, we're still not providing the service. So it probably wouldn't make much of a difference if he was in the team or not. Because you need to give a player like that that kind of service. He needs the ball in the box and put it right in his head. And that was um um a trademark Pat Hoban goal and a really like a three one early enough in the second half as well as it was mm. really puts the game to bed. Even for this the dog team, I think puts the game to bed. Um, or maybe not. <laughs> but yeah, what well, did I mean? It, it, it was this time, yeah. Yeah, it, and it, and it, look, 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 luckily for us, it turned out to be the case, and we just went on from there, um, and completely dominated the second half. Um, probably the most dominant display I've seen from us, and yeah. um, maybe apart from the Pats game, the five mil, but the second half yeah. was just completely one way traffic. I mean, I, I'll have to look back. I'm sure Pats had at least a few chances in that game. UCD just offered absolutely zilch um, in the second mm. half, and it was such a demanding, confident, um, and comfortable second half, as you'll see, um, for them, Doc. Yeah, Gally, I mean, we, we, we've been talking about our, our crossing and uh, how aimlessly they've been at times, but that, that was just on the money, you know, but yeah. it's it's down to, you know, Dan Kelly creating a little bit of space, hugging the touchline, being able to lay it off, perfect pass right back to him and, you know, able to whip in that cross first time and that's, you know, bread and butter stuff for Pat Hoobin, isn't it? Yeah, like, and like I said, that's what we've been missing and even if you go back, like, forward than that, like, there was probably 10 or 11 passes before, but what we've been giving out over the last couple of weeks, there was like everything was they were looking for 47 passes before they get into the box. Whereas this one, a little bit of football in the back, and then Boyle just sends one down the line. And you know, you're talking about a 40, 45 yard pass. That's what we've been missing over the last couple of weeks. We haven't had that direct mm. football, not long ball football, mm. just that you know, there's space, there's but a there angle passes, like yeah, yeah. We see like, like this like option all yeah. the time of yeah, like whereas like it was like you can't score a goal unless you use the two central midfielders. That's the way we were playing, like. Let's get the ball out wide. Let's use the wingers. It's dropped perfectly for the lads. Dickie yeah. Kelly's on the money. And that, like, now that is a Pat Hoban goal. Like, there is nobody yeah. in full tilt that's going to stop that into the net. Apart from hitting the actual stanchion or, or, or the crossbar, nothing stops that. It's perfectly met. He's on the pace. It's, yeah. And, like, it was, I was just, I was, although I'm delighted with the goal, I'm delighted to see that we're just playing that wide ball out and using that all. Because too many times we come into games and we've decided to play 47 touches, you know. Like it wouldn't mm, have training game with the midfield. Yeah, like, why, like 
Let's yeah. use that. We have some of the best wingers in the league at our disposal. Yeah. Let's use mm-hmm. them. We have a full back there, like like Nile said. We've mentioned Archie Davis last couple weeks. You know, of all the signings we've probably had, you know, that's someone who I didn't rate at all. Like I seen him play the first game. Well, we, we, season, I was like, we were probably saying Mark Muller was a better right back. Every ball was in the carriage in Lisnadara. Like he couldn't cross. Like I thought everything was forty. Like I was like, this boy can't. There's no way Muller loses a spot. And then Muller had played centre half that night because I think yeah. he was missing. And yeah. and he had played left back. But I didn't rate Archie Davis at all. I thought no, this would be a squad player at most. But like Nyla said, last couple of weeks he's been excellent. He's been excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm not into the, I don't want the ball to go long all the time once he football, But sometimes the game calls for that. Nice little bit of play before. I think we probably counted maybe 11, 12 passes before the goal, including the cross. Exactly what we needed. And look, no better man on it on the end of it than Pat Hoobin at the minute. Uh, but yeah. like, excellent. I know GCD. Look, we're going to we'll take that with a pinch of salt. But look at four win, four four one. We would have bit your hand off against anybody, uh, you know, last yeah. week for it. Um. So now we're at one four one now. Um. But those two big chances you just you mentioned there earlier, Rhino Kane, you know, cuts in and takes two three people out of the game, hits the post, someone was very lucky to come back out off the stanchion out the other side. Yeah. And Harry Elliott's Maisie run. <laughs> deserved to go. I know it was disappointing. I mean, like, he's done the hard part. He's 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 evaded the challenge of I think it's two UCD defenders. Yeah. I think he's let I think he's left one of them on on their arse as well. Like and suddenly he's <laughs> he's um he's you know he's face face with the goalkeeper now. I don't want to take anything away from the save from from more, but I mean you're expecting your striker to score there. Like I I, I just think he's done the hard part. He's, I think, yeah, I think he went that far. Yeah, it was always in slow motion how it all happened and transpired. I mean like he seemed to have the ball for an eternity and just couldn't um just couldn't put the finishing touch on it, unfortunately. And maybe that's the difference between an Elliot and a Hoban, perhaps. Um, and that's no disrespect. There's no shame in being second fiddle to Pat Hoban necessarily. But um, and then you got the you know, the Rhino Kane one again, he wriggles away from two UCD defenders and uh this curls this lovely shot that bounces in off the post and nearly hits the other one. Um it's yeah, look, come here. It, it, it was good to see it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it, it was four one. It could have been six seven one very handily. I mean, um, it, it was a good all round performance. There wasn't really anyone. Like, obviously, Shepard. You know, probably apart from the goal. I mean, he hasn't had anything to do really in the game. No. He, he probably should have paid to fifteen twenty quid into the match. Apart from that, like, I mean, it's <laughs> he's he's not really been tested or had any sort of anything to do. Um, apart from that, so. I mean, it was comfortable as you're going to get, um, but look, you still have to you still have to play the game. And yeah. how many times have we seen? And we've seen it. We've seen it against UCD um, with this Dundalk team, where you know a game's there for them, and they just can't get that. They can't get that energy, and they can't get that urgency. Mm-hmm. And and you know, in spite of the surroundings, and I think today they they done that today. And look, they needed it because I mean, the last few games have not been have not been pleasant, um, no. just to say the least. And um, they definitely needed some sort of confidence boost and win, and a four-one win. Looks very good on paper, um, but now it's all about bringing it into Turner's Cross now on Friday and hopefully um, going into the break with another three points and looking a lot more healthy maybe in the context of the race for Europe. Yeah, um, and look, to Gally, just to bring us to, to the 4-1, you know, it's 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 one four two probably what we're, we're mostly talking about here. Um, like Niall just said, there's there's a post-match interview with, with Pat there and he said... You know, during play, he he looked over at the bench and seen the the triple substitute coming, and he knew he was going to be pulled off. And next minute, he was in that ball and pats first to it. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say he was first. I'd say he was thinking 
this is pay- absolutely payoff. Like, there's no way they're going to take me off now. I want to get forward. But no, look, when the decisions are made on the bench, I suppose, there's not a lot you can do. But yeah. But then he gets a standing ovation on the way out. He's yeah, got a hat trick. He's equal to record. He gets a standing ovation. You know, it's it's made for Pat coming off the literature. Yeah. And, and, and like, if you can take Pat Hoobin off, take him off after he's got a hat trick. That's what I mean. Like, and it would have been interesting to see if he, like, if the, like Nigel had said, the subs, it would have been interesting to see what the crowd would have been like if he was on two. And he's coming off. That would have been really interesting. Over the last couple of weeks, I think. I think that's going to say. Anything saying Pat's reaction would have been. Yeah, you know, like I mean, I don't think there would have been too many. It doesn't like a brave man to take Pat. Lots of times. Yeah. And like, especially if the result, look, a touch wood, the result went our way. But if it didn't, imagine, like, imagine the crack, the scenes. It would have been absolutely. We would have had this podcast. We would have gone live from the Gower Barracks. But it would have been just. Yeah, look, a brave man to take Pat Hoopman off and score two against Lakes City. But look, I mean, it's written in the stars. You're, you're, you know, you're about to come off. The ball comes in absolutely nailed on. Like, what a way to go! Like, he could have just went straight yeah. to the substitutes bench with, with the celebration. Just like easy stuff, you know. Like when a night's made for you, it's made for you. And look, he's he's he's, he's, he's equal to the record. You know, you fully expect him to, to beat it on, on Friday night. Um, you know, it's only man like you're talking. What are we on now? You're probably looking at by the end of the season, you're hoping for 150. I mean, that's what you're looking at. I mean, that's probably mm-hmm. what he has in his head. You know, that type of those type of numbers. But I mean, look, it was made from absolutely made from the goals are made from tonight. The type of goals, what he does, headers, penalties, strength, pace, timing, made from all he all he hasn't done is score a screamer from 20 yards. But I mean, look, everything everything fell into his lap today. Yeah, it was a great goal. I mean, like it's it's again, I think it's Leahy with the cross this time. Yeah, yeah from from the opposite. From the opposite flank, and his crossing's gotten much actually, better as well as the season's gone on. Hasn't it, it has, yeah, and you know, and it's kind of this one's kind of gone to the far post, and Hoban's met it. I think he's got in between again a couple of UCD players again, yeah. and he's just—it's a towering header, really. He's he, he, yeah. he's left he's left for this one. I think I think it's as you say, um, Andrew. He probably saw the boys on the um, <laughs> line and goes, "I'm putting my head. I'm scoring this. I'm, I'm getting this level today." I mean, that's the kind of nature of his character. He always wants more. I think he always demands more from himself and his teammates around him. I think that's why he's such a, an important cog in whatever we're trying to build here. I mean, like the only problem is, you know, he, he, he's in his 30s now, so you're not going to have him forever. How do mm. you replace, and you guys mentioned it yourselves, how do you replace a player like yeah. Pat Hoban? I don't, I don't personally think it's possible um, no. in this day and age to get a player like that. I, I, mean, I don't think, I still don't think, even if, even if you look at him now, what are we, 31, 32, is he? 31? Mm. 31, like, I think. I don't 30, think 30, 31, yeah. There's no if you were to, if you were to get a pick of a player right now in the league, there's nobody there's nobody in the league of Ireland that is any that can lay, that's on the same level as him when he when he when he's at his mm. best. There is absolutely nobody in the league as good as him. And we I think we had a, we had a whole show pretty much dedicated to that topic a couple of weeks ago where we were yeah. like who would you even get in? We couldn't even come well, up with the a problem name. is he walks into every other squad every single squad yeah and he walks in every single squad in in ireland like it that includes yeah. the north Linfield, he walks in anything and it's, it's anything. crazy how good yeah. he is and it's and a, like, i think like, I, you could have said the same for chris shields like the problem is of course yeah yeah every so often we just have these we've had these players at the club and they've just become irreplaceable they've yeah. they've grown into stature while at the club that it's actually made you know we've, we've never needed to replace them we've mentioned it last week it turns out the re- replacement we needed for robbie benson was robbie benson coming back yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and then we did. I remember years ago when it was, this is the same. 
we really worried, like, how do you replace Richie Toll? And that was a real panic. Like, people like, yeah. how do you replace 30 goals in season? But, and Kenny Dulwich. But this isn't the same. This is not a... Yeah, but Daryl Horgan know, was the same then. That's it, yeah. You, you got, there was you a compare about how do we replace... Kenny always found that way. But when it comes to this type of player, like, there's a reason he was re-signed. Because nobody can do what he does. And look, mm. I know it didn't work out from over... But to our, to our benefit, it didn't work out from over there. But mm. look, I, I, look I, I, I don't even know how... To, you, there is no... For me, there's nobody... I haven't seen anybody like... Pat Hoeven in the League of Ireland in all the years on Washington. Like Nile said at the start, goals wise, we won't see anything like it. Like, I, I just don't see how a player comes along and, and stays at a club that long. I, I know he's had two stints, but you know, you're talking you're talking 15 goals a season for a decade. That's what you're looking at. You know, if you break it down evenly, that's it, it's mental. Nobody yeah. produced that again. But there's nobody, I, I don't, you'd have to change the way you play, nearly, you know, or just, just hope for the best with what, what, what you can sign. But look. We'll get another, you know, if, if he keeps himself fresh, we've another three or four years top football at least, at least. No one having probably played his forty. Probably, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the thing I do like when, when when Pat tells that story, though, I like to think that you know the ball falls at Lee's feet. He glances over at the bench, realizes he's getting <laughs> substituted, scores a goal, and glances back over to the gate to see if the ball's come back down again. <laughs> you know, I'm not going off. Hang on, <laughs> you know, it'd be it's typical Pat. The, you know, um. Sean Urbury just kind of commenting in there that, you know, that Skip needs to be really hammering this home now, that this is how you capitalise on these sort of teams, you know, and, and get us into this mentality, I suppose, for for Friday. Like, if we break, Niall, some of the stats down from tonight, we had 25 shots. It's been a long time since we had that many shots, I think, in a game. 11 on, on target. We had 76% possession. We had 621 passes, which had 82% accuracy. Like, mm. there's... Winning a game and then there's winning a game convincingly. And I know everyone's comments here tonight is we can't get too carried away. Same as we can't get too carried away when we get a defeat. We can't get too carried away with a victory here either, especially when we think of the, the levels where yeah. UCD are and where we hope to achieve to. But that's a real confidence booster. And mm. I think the other thing that I really took as a massive thing from it, defy substitutes tonight, um, Niall. Like we had Wardy, Martin, Doyle, Muller, Mali, none of them starting tonight. So Skip was actually able to break them in, get yeah. them in a comfortable environment on a football pitch where we're leading a game and we're cruising it. And now they can really show off what we do. Like we were, like you said, John Martin, so unlucky not to score another one tonight. Yeah. That's that how he would have that's how Skip would have wanted to breed in the majority of those players and Wardy to come yeah. in and just control a game when it's when it's basically won. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, as you mentioned earlier uh, on the um, earlier on, Chris. I mean, it's probably the strongest bench we've had all season. You know, mm. most of the season our bench has had two goalkeepers, and has been scattered with a lot of under nineteen players, etc. And also players who just clearly aren't fit in some cases too. You know, um, today was a lot different. You know, you're able to bring on the likes of these players. You know what I mean? Like, it certainly looked a lot healthier. And, 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 the, and these players also coming on and sort of having some sort of impact in the game as well also helps. Yeah. I mean, like John Martin was, very, was tremendously unlucky not to get himself on the score sheet. It was a great save from Keane Moore. Um, you know, Keith Ward, we all know what Keith Ward offers off the bench. Um, yeah. Ward, he was everywhere. As soon as he came on, he wanted the ball as much as he could. Like. Yeah. And that's, probably, and that's probably where he's at his best, you know, um, mm. at the stage of his career. He's coming off the bench and like he'd done against Sligo for argument's sake, just making that impact. Um, that's what he is. I think he's a, he's a really good impact player, and you know, um, that's what he does. You know, Paul Doyle, I thought, um, I thought had a had a, de had a decent stint on the pitch as well today. You know, um, he's a player who's still to come back to full fitness, but I mean, he, he's somebody who'll be a real asset in midfield for us in the second half of the season. You would hope. Um, Hayden Muller, look, 
difficult for Muller and Mali. I mean, two of them are probably dropped from Friday night, didn't have their best games. Sometimes mm. you need to do that, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Mali, I mean, like Muller hadn't really had the opportunity to be dropped. Mali, on the other hand, has been has been an, an ever present, but you know maybe needs to work a bit harder at times off the ball. Um, and maybe O'Donnell was trying to portray a message out to some of the players here that you know players are coming back now. They're probably going to make one or two signs as well in the July transfer window. Um, there's going to be more bodies, so hopefully we'll be looking at a much healthier picture in terms of squad depth um, coming into Europe in the second half of the season because yeah. we're still going to need it. I still don't want to be getting carried away with the result today, but I do think I do agree. I I, I think the performance level. Some of the stats you just mentioned there, Chris, are, are quite encouraging because at the end of the day, you can only play what's put in front of you, not using no cliche, yeah. but that's just the reality. And how many times have we seen them talk not play to, or or or, or, or like, how many times have we seen them dog drop their standards against you know teams that are in the bottom, yeah. that are situated in the bottom positions in the league? We saw quite a lot last season. We seen it this season. Today it was just if I get the job done, um, and and the bit they they tore UCD to shreds basically and. That's the best we could have hoped for because I personally would have taken a scrappy one nil, absolutely win. Yeah, morning because I mean just the way it's been going, you're kind of going to this game nearly fearing the worst just the way things have been going. So and especially when it's, when it goes one nil to UCD, you're taking a two one scrap every day of the week at that point. So yeah, yeah, happy days. You know, four one is a is a very healthy looking scoreline. Yeah, and especially when into, especially going into Friday night against the lean, you know, lean Buckley's cork. You know, it's mm. it's a different animal, though, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, lean Buckley, like. Lee Buckley's no dope. I mean, he's been around the league a long time. He went into Sligo. A lot of people were surprised. I remember, not outraged, but I remember a lot of people saying it was a mad appointment. It's like, you know, the majority of people were 100%. And this a really shrewd operator in the window. I'd be interested to see how, who Cork signed. It's just as well we're playing them now, maybe not a couple of weeks' time, but um, shrewd operator. <laughs> Liam Carney's in with him as well. When you talk about, um, you talk yeah, about Sligo thinking, it, you talk about Sligo thinking it was a mad appointment. I think it was a mad decision to get rid of him. Because yeah. you, mm. you look where Sligo are now at the table, they're now in a real battle after today's results. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cork, you know, four wins on the bounce, the, the, the form team in the league. Ever since we done them um, in those circumstances, um, they've just completely gone from strength to strength. They're now giving themselves a real chance of survival, which looked very unlikely when Lee Buckley came in mm. in that interim role. I mean, um, that's going to be a fierce, tough game um, on Friday the 1st. And UCD, sorry, Cork are going to be a massive step up on UCD. Yeah, and um, that maybe we, we wouldn't have expected. You know, it's probably not a great time to play Cork, so it's going to be a tough game. I mean, Buckley seems to have them well organised. They're getting results. They're they still have a limited squad in terms of you know on paper, but he seems to be getting a tune out of them. And you know, it's probably sure to be a packed Turner's Cross now against you know the old rivalry reignited. Mm. And the game in Oriel obviously is still going to sting as well. So there's going to be a lot of subplot and sort of um, going into that one Friday. So it's going to be. Um, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a very tough one for us. The, the only thing with Cork is, like, I've, I've seen them last week um, at Drogheda, and, you know, they took their goal very well. But I, I, I thought they allowed Drogheda to play a lot of football in front of them, which can be dangerous. You know, with, they, they do have a couple of players who can unlock it. And I just thought if, if Drogheda had a little more touch of class about them, they could have at least got a draw out of the match. Instead, yeah. they left empty-handed. But it, it, the problem is also that in a Buckley team, if he gets ahead, you, you forget about it because he's, you know, there's dark arts, there's everything thrown in there. You know, he he, he, he knows how to grind out a result. You see, you see and, and it's starting to come through. But that's all coming through in the Cork team yeah. and you can see it now, like there tonight. 
you know, they, 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 you're thinking, what was it, 87th minute or 83rd minute or something like that? It's one all. The next minute, they center, go down the other end and, and stick it in the net. There you go. Yes, you know, yes. and, 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 and we were saying, you know, you're saying you would have, even though, and I, I agree with Niall, I would have, we said it last week, I take a scrappy one nil tonight, but at least you're not going to Turner's Cross now on the back of a scrappy one nil. You know, you're going there. Exactly. You know, yeah. I know it's UCD, but you've got that performance behind you now. The mental attitude would have changed. You know, it's in their brains, right? Like when we get the ball down, and, and like Niall is saying, the, the fact that we have a strong bench now as well. I mean, you know, yeah. I mentioned Conor Malley. Conor Malley, I think he could be a top, top footballer. He just, doesn't seem to. I think a time on the bench might do in the world good. I think there's no doubt yeah. there's a footballer in there. I think oh, it's totally, yeah. so himself yeah. and Alfie Lewis. But you know, a little bit of a break won't do anybody any harm. And I, you know, you're hoping that you can just carry that little bit into into Friday night. You know, big pitch and tonnes cross. It'll be packed. Just going to say that look, it'll be packed. Yeah. And yeah, look, we look, now you're looking forward to that game. You're not saying right. We're taking a half hour game into you know from Monday mm-hmm. night into Friday. It's not great, but. You know, let, let's get the, you know the two week breaks coming up, so you know it's, it's a real chance of getting a later and something to come back to. And um, so yeah. yeah, looking forward to it. It's all eyes and Thomas Cross if we Yeah, and now the last time we went down there, like skipped through a couple of surprises that you know Huben came into the team and Dan Kelly came straight into the team, and we're looking at we're nowhere near fit enough to play. Now we've got yeah. you know two players who were in exceptional form tonight who seem to be really back onto their palms. So it's a, it's a different Dundalk team, but we need to be what two three levels above what we even seen there tonight to, to really have a have a good chance down there. I think so, yeah. Just with the way Cork are playing. Like, like the game down Turner's Cross earlier in the season was probably, I still maintain, was probably our worst performance of the season mm-hmm. from us, I think. And, uh, yeah. and that's probably saying a lot because we've had quite a few stinkers. But I mean, I, I, I think the one in Cork was particularly bad. And on the basis of that same day, Cork were actually were actually woeful themselves. Mm. Um, is why I'm saying that, and um, obviously the la- such as the madcap nature of the League of Ireland this season, you know the landscape of both clubs has completely changed. Um, particularly at Cork, you know every game's got a different feel to it. Like you can play the same team three times in a month in this league, mm-hmm. and they're all going to be different matches. I think it's just the way the league is at the minute. I mean, yeah. looking at even even looking at the results tonight and the way the table keeps shifting, it's it's just everyone's beating each other, and there's there's no real consistency. The, like Rovers okay in fairness to them, starting to show a bit of consistency now. Cork are actually starting to show consistency in terms of winning four in a row. Um, and UCD, unfortunately for them, are showing consistency in the sense that, that they're losing every game. But a sense from but apart from that, aside from that, there's no team really and um, that's shown any sort of consistent form. I mean, look at Derry today, for example. You yeah. know, I actually watched I actually watched the second half of that um when I got home and and then watched the second half of um Drahada and Shells, which kind of shows how how little of a life I actually have these days. But um <laughs> I mean, it's it's um, the, the the perils of League of Ireland, but I mean, it's um, but like I mean, it's just every game. It's very hard to call any match at the moment, and it's um, Cork. It's it's going to be a totally different game to the one we played in Turners Cross earlier in the season. But we are going to have to raise our level still, mm-hmm. even on today. I think. I mean, like today was a great result and a great confidence boost, but I still think, you know, UCD are are essentially a first division team playing in the Premier, um, yeah. and and we can't get away from that fact either. Look, we've got the result today. We've we've done the business on the pitch. But the, the thing about this dog team is we we've been doing that in games. We haven't been carrying it forward. Let's put a run together now. Let's put a bit of consistency on it. Let's go into the yeah. mid-season break, as Andrew says, with a real with a real boost. Like and looking maybe more confident and in the context of European potential European qualification, which is still going to be a huge challenge given um, how the league's going at the moment. Yeah. It, look, and and Gally, I suppose the thing is that we. 
you know, when you look at the Cork squad, you know, King Coleman, Ali Gilchrist, Tunde Old Abbey, you know, he had that one chance in Drogheda and finished it when they mess up, but Rory Keaton in particular as well, on great form. So they can't be, you can't take them lightly because there are plenty of threats there. And we've, you know, we got to go up a level than we were tonight. Yeah, and the, and the thing I nailed referenced the last game, not the, not the Oriel Park match, the one in Tonescroft, which is which I agree was a shocker. But mm-hmm. one thing Cork have that they probably haven't had for years is pace. They're, they're really fast, yeah. really quick across the ground. John Caulfield's team probably weren't as quick, a bit more physical, could play a bit of ball, but they've got pace everywhere. Like, like Olaf stretches the game for them. Ah, ridiculous。ridiculous。ridiculous。ridiculous。ridiculous。ridiculous。ridiculous。ridiculous。ridiculous。ridiculous。ridiculous。ridiculous。ridiculous。ridiculous。ridiculous。ridiculous。ridicul
that we don't even need to debate it tonight. The win you, and it, look, I can get, probably give him a man of the match for next Friday as well if he turns up at all and got a total scrolls. But um, yeah, look, Pat Hogan, record break. Well, record equal, he'd break it the next couple of weeks. Sensational, yeah. No, there's no issue there. Niall? No question. Pat Hogan. <laughs> 10 out of 10. No, 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 no contest. No yeah, contest. Yeah. It's the easiest one I've ever had, Jay. Yeah, I mean, remember Nathan Shepard one night got a really straightforward one, and there was a, there was an hour for one or two, but I don't think we've ever had a more straightforward. I think one. I think it was the one against um, Rovers that time, wasn't it? Yes. He was. Yes, that's unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable in that match. Yeah, look, it's 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 Pat all day as well, and I think um, you know, we'll give it to um, Paul Casey. You know, he said you know Louis Anzi looked really really good. Big improvements at this at the centre back and. Um, Leahy, excellent as well, as well as Ryan O'Kane. And Dickie Kelly's getting fitter, but Pat Hoobin just does what Pat Hoobin does. So I think, yeah, uh, Paul Casey, will congratulations. You oh, are a man of the match uh, pizza winner. And thanks, as always, to Tony's Pizzeria for their continued support for our man of the match competitions. And, of course, they're on our sleeves, on our new, on our new jerseys as well. Um, well, look, just as a matter of, we've kind of talked a little bit about um, Friday's match as well so just after the recent run of results as well we'll have a look at the table where everything lies and um, currently in it as well as long as it comes up here we go uh yeah so shamrock overs and uh, stay top on 39 points Derry city dropping points tonight at inchicore and they're on 35 points level now pats which is mad when you think how bad it start they had yeah. to the whole season and now they're level um with yeah. Derry city on 35 points a gap of two points behind to Bowes, who what, were 11 points ahead of us not that long ago. Um, you know, we've fairly chipped into that as well as Shelbourne, who, you know, Shelbourne fifth, Dundalk sixth, both on 29 points as well. A gap of seven points back down to Sligo. Now, you were just talking about them there and their inconsistency. They've seemed to be getting dragged probably closer into this battle now, with Cork on 21 battle, yeah. points and Drogheda on 20 points. It's like a mini little table going on there. And cut well adrift now, you would have thought. Um, is UCD as well, only on six points. So that's quite, you know, 14 points of a gap back in. There's definitely a little mini league happening right below us, which you wouldn't want to get pulled into. Um, no. On that. And, and if you look, like you just said there as well, Niall, you know, that's four four wins in a row for Cork. It's it's an amazing run. You think, yeah. you know, they played Shamrock Rovers and everything. I know in a, in a Madcap game as well, but you got to take advantage of, of these things when they come. Um, and yeah. Shell's picking up a result there tonight as well. Well, I think we all sort of thought. We, sorry, I think we all sort of thought um, that Cork a few weeks back, along with UCD, were going to be kind of cut off in a battle for that playoff position. Actually, and that's mm. obviously not happened at all. I mean, like Drogheda been sucked into it now. Sligo Rovers, without anyone really noticing, have been yeah. really sucked into a real battle now. The dog shells still. There's, there's potentially something though between Bowes, Shells, and also, isn't there, for that fourth position right now? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, I think the top three, I think, are probably going to be as they are. I mean, St. Pat's after today's result, I think, I now start to think that they're actually probably, probably in a title race rather than. Yeah, it's else. Totally I, mean, enough, I, think... I got a text earlier on, made, made a mind of transfer, Keith Daly, he's a Pat's fan. And, like, yeah. if, you look, if we're talking about, you're looking at the two managers that have recently taken up roles, look at their run. If you look at the managers that have been sacked, the run that the yeah. team has gone on, like John Daly's paths, and you think in the transfer window where John Daly would have a lot of connections in Scotland, you know, yeah. he might it, 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 straight it, it, wins, yeah. get themselves in there. Like, 
they played tonight. I saw about 20 minutes of the game tonight. They were outstanding. Like, mm-hmm. Derry looked like they were playing first division football. They were, even if you look at Pat's last goal. Well, Derry were shambles. Yeah, played, yeah. Yeah. They were absolutely outstanding. It's the same team. And Buckley's the same with Cork. So it'd be interesting to see over the next couple of weeks what Pat's, you know, because Derry will probably go, like, we've a comment in there from Michael Kelly about Rory Higgins. You know, if Derry go on a bit of a slide there and Pat's, if Pat's can just avoid defeat probably against Rovers, you know, they're definitely going to yeah. be in. Because Rovers look like they're going to some stage but also i think of all seasons i mean like when you look at i know rovers have won the last two games but they but as you can see in the graph there they lost two before that against yeah. Yeah. and cork yeah. i mean they've been so inconsistent Derry have been ridiculously inconsistent i mean if ever there's a year where a pass can win the league it's probably this season i mean John Daly seems really up. really kind of rejuvenated and they have look it's only three or four games but i, mean, I know but 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 they have good players like you look yeah, at today already forrester is a top player i mean they've got good players all around the park Jamie Lennon's has always been a very good midfielder. They've got good players all across yeah. the park. I mean, like they've got a real chance, I think. So I think that top three is out of bounds for us. I'd say Bowles are the ones who, like the fourth might even get you into Europe, depending on how the cup competition goes. But yeah. Bowles are the ones there that you kind of target, and I think they're the ones that are going to slide um, and slide down the table. You know, Bowles, great start they had and all. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think but, the interesting uh, is when I mean, you look at that. Like we've actually scored more goals than Bowles now already. And you can yeah. see how, how good of a season Bowles and they were they were keeping clean sheets. But like you just said there, Niall, look at you look at Pat's thirty six goals scored. You know, only Shamrock Rovers have scored more goals than them. Yeah, and that's not forget little, how, how they're performing yeah. right now. And let's not forget little old shells who have been, you know, who are you know, got a good win again today against Drogheda. You know, I come from behind mm-hmm. and actually I watched I caught I caught a second half of that. You know, pretty much, you know, if although it finished three two in the end, um Draper got a late, a late goal, another good striker, um, that draw had assigned. But I mean, like, um, you know, that was a big win for um, for Shelburne today. You know, going one 0 down early on in the first half, that was a big win for them and keeps them in the top half. Um, they're not going to go away. So I do think, yeah, you're right. There is those mini leagues forming. I think that top three is one of them. Mm. Bowes down to the dock is probably another, and then you got Sligo to draw and then you got UCD, just poor old UCD in the league of their own there. So. I mean, it's it's start, it's certainly starting to finally take a little bit of shape um, after you know what twenty matches, and we're starting to see some sort of some sort of shape starting to emerge in the league, which doesn't normally take this long, but we're starting to get it now. Yeah, look, and Gally, the thing is, going into the break, you just want to be part of one of those little mini leagues, like Niles mentioned, that's looking up and not down behind you. You yeah, know, if the, you can, you just, if, yeah, if you we can get the best of the rest to get to fourth and then start looking up. Yeah, and like Bowes will, Bowes will slowly, not they won't slide down the table, but they'll slowly and surely walk their way, hopefully to where we are now, and we, we might be able to slip up. But like, Shelbourne on their day, you know, they're mm. a really good squad. I know, look, people, there's this kind of uh, sleeping giant, you know, box office, Damien Duff, but they, look, they are a decent squad. I mean, you know, draw it on Norwegians either. They don't turn them over tonight by the odd goal, but, you know, draw it had a really decent start, a good season last year. They're on a bit of a downer at the minute, but, um, yeah, you just don't want to get. You just need to get up. You know, one place will do you. If we can, if we can just one place, because you know, like Niall had said, the couple that have a lot of it. Maybe we'll get a run in the cup as well. We're due a trip to the AV. We haven't had one in a couple of seasons, but uh, we're second to place at one stage. But yeah, you, you want to, you, like you said, you want to be good to get into those many tables, but upwards. You don't want to be kind of scrapping around Shelbourne. Like Sligo, I don't see that gap. Like we'd have us and Shelbourne and. Maybe both, but us and Shell would have to go on a serious slide for Sligo to kind of come yeah. up and kind of hinder us a little bit. 
like they'd have to beat us us and Shelburne every time we played mm-hmm. them between the just just for that um but yeah look you, 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 I think the call game on Friday night if we can get over that with three points and look there's a night you will take a scrappy win it sets oh, yeah. it up nicely oh, yeah. for for the start of the second half of the season it really does and it gives it gives you something to kind of try for yeah, look, there was there was a times this year, lads. I think we were kind of spiraling and wondering where, where what we were meant to be, and um, as this team, you know, and, and where we're meant to be in the league as well. But like I said, Niall, it's probably starting to level itself out now. And you know, what you got to do is, I'm sure Skip will start thinking the same. Is you, you you start looking at these little mini tables that's there, and if you can get the best of every other team in there, and then you start looking at the next team that's right above you, and how quickly do you catch them? Like I'm sure he's trying to say, and how do we get a gap between ourselves and shells? And if we can get that, it's right. Let's start reeling in. Like I said, at one stage, the gap between ourselves and Bulls was eleven points. It's down to four now. Yeah, you know. So I mean, they're, they're they are on the slide, and we got to start taking advantage of that because if they do have a turn up in form, you want to have the the um, points on the board, and then it's the, then the pressure is back on them. And and they've hadn't had Bulls really haven't had that pressure um, this year, and I think Shells haven't either. They've kind of just cruised along, and and it, it, you know, you could say Pats is probably getting that bounce now because they started off with immense pressure, and then they couldn't handle it. And you know, Clancy re- realized he had a, he had enough on that, and as a result of that, I think people kind of rid off Pats, and they've just slowly but surely just ground win after win after win. Tonight yeah. was a real statement win, probably for them now to put them back on, in, in the map again. I do think today's results on the whole seem to have that sort of feel about it where it's kind of been a, a, maybe a pivotal week in the season in the sense of, you know, I think most teams are now starting to see where they're going to be um, for the second half of the year now. You know, it's there's no it's it's no longer a case of are you, are you in this pot or are you in that pot? I think all the teams now have a fair idea of what they're going to be fighting for um, coming into the second half. And I mean, look, you look at the dog at the moment, you know, glass half full and all as we are. I mean, like, there's, there's, there's still no reason why we can't be looking at maybe four plus. Mm-hmm. And maybe hoping that might snatch a, a European spot again next season. I mean, I still think that I maintain that that'd be a good season. I think so. Yeah. Um, for the squad, I think it would be. I think last year we can't get away from the fact that we probably, you know, some people aren't going to want to hear this, but we probably overachieved in many respects last season. And what was McDonald's first season in charge? I mean, like finishing joint second for Derry, we probably had no right to do that, you know, given the the budget constraints mm-hmm. and, and and whatnot. Like so, I mean. We, we we did jump quite far, so I, I do maintain that a four place finish would be a fantastic season for um for the Stuntalk team. I mean, um, but that's going to be easier said than done because it's not even so much bows. I, I actually I think bows will fall and falter. Um, I I I, I just think it's the likes of oh. shells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think shells. You know, there's sleep, something about that team. I mean, the sleeping giants. Yeah, as as they like to portray themselves as and. The world's against us and whatnot, but look, that whole that whole narrative, that whole narrative seems to be working for them because yeah. you know Damien Duff's got a real tune out and some terrific players. You know, Farrell's a player I really rate highly. I think yeah. he's a fantastic player. Jack Moylan, you know, is a player who would probably get into any team in the league at the moment. Jack um, nice. yeah, like they've got some terrific, terrific players. Like, um, and the goalkeeper Cairns has has had a renaissance super. in his career. Absolutely, super, been class. Yeah. So I mean. He just seems to have that knack in terms of getting these players to play above themselves, and I mean, like they are a super team. And I mean, without being like, they're, they're, look, don't get me wrong, they're a dreadful team to watch at times, but they're getting results. And yeah. you know, look at Cork and the John Caulfield. They sort of they sort of remind me of that kind of style of play. You know what I mean? They're not pretty to watch necessarily, but 
by God, they know how to get results. And I, I think Shells yeah. will be there, thereabouts, um, with ourselves and Bowes without a shadow of a doubt. And Shells could be actually the ones that you'd now be most worried about in terms of, you know, pipping to that fourth place. Because I do think Bowes will, will, will fall apart yeah. in the second half yeah. of the season. I think Declan Devine, in fairness to him, has done a, has done a fantastic job. I would have had Bowes maybe in the bottom three or four at the start of the season if I was, if I was to predict. So, I mean, he's amazing. But at the same time, I just think, you know, they might have run their course now a wee bit. And today was probably a good example of that, losing to Cork in the, yeah. in the, way, in the fashion that they did. Yeah. Well, look, um, as I say, we, we, it all, it's all focusing, I suppose, on Cork now. Um, it, we've seen Pat Hooban, you know, equal a record tonight. He scored his first goal for Dundalk against Cork. So there could be um, something nice in this as well, if if you know he was to go down there and score against Cork and and um, actually take himself into the lead in that goal scoring record. Gents, look, I think we've probably talked this one to death. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Gally, and thanks, no, Niall. No thanks everyone for all their comments. As as always, thanks to Tony Spitzeria for our pizza giveaway. Thanks to Donald Green and. Um, player fit once for our jersey and of course um, Dundalk Village as our main sponsor um, on that and that's um, Donald Green with his initiative there so as we say it's it's all roads everything leads to Cork um, for Friday's show and it's it's you know it's a big one now it's we're going to kick on one way or we're getting dragged into another one behind us I think that's one way to look at it but until then come on to town (laughs) 